Welcome to the Feel Better, Be Better show. Today, Kate and Nevada will answer your questions and introduce new topics designed to help feel better and be better. These are raw conversations, but they will make a difference. All right, hang on. All right, got to wake up here real quick and do the introduction, right? Yeah. Because this, 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 this episode gets a little interesting with sleep, right? We start right out with sleep. We start right out with sleep. We actually cover quite a variety of topics in this episode. This is the first one that we kind of bounced around quite a bit. So it's like a normal day for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like the inner workings of his mind. Oh, God. All in one episode. <laughs> Not even close. No. We wouldn't survive that yet. Nobody. <laughs> you one of those things where people are like, I don't even know what I'm listening to. They started one sentence and then finished another one. But yes. So let's see here. We get into what? Uh, we got we get some hitting stuff in there. We got sleep stuff in there. We got dog food. Raw dog food in yeah. there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all, we got Miracle Mornings, we got Yet Yet, okay. we got Holy Cow. Yeah. We get an Obex Sixes, Omega Threes. Yeah. <laughs> we what talked we about all kinds of things. We talked about what's a vegetable and what's not vegetable. Yeah, we did that one. Well, we just covered a few that were not vegetables, apparently, yeah. according to you. According Still vegetables to Not me. just to me. Oh, I can count them as vegetables. Okay, whatever. All right. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> Have a good one. Oh my god, so are we going to get this thing started? I'm so tired. How can you be tired? Well, because we're talking about sleep, right? Eventually. I mean, so I'm tired. No, I'm getting started this way. Okay. Yeah, that's how I'm doing this. Okay. You wanted to talk about sleep, right? I do want to talk about sleep, just because we talk about sleep, you and me, a lot, and it's important to both of us, and... I had it once. It was fun. It's quite a journey. Yeah, it was a good time. (laughs) Not that either one of us are, like, particularly super great all the time at it, but we're trying. Well, we're kind of high-energy people, so, I mean... It's true. I mean, I'm the type of person that, I mean, if you gave me something to do, especially, like, in front of a computer or something like that, I mean, I can go two, three days... Mm-hmm. And be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to eat and sleep. So I mean, I'm, I got to go through a whole ritual on sleeping. Yeah. Any particular areas you want to start on it, or I well, mean, we kind of talked about the importance of it. Yeah, I just think for me, the last this this year, you know, being two months into the year, these last two months have kind of been a struggle. I mean, you and I have talked about last year certain things that we did to kind of like help with sleep because I know there was a there's a period of time with stress and stuff that my sleep kind of was just like horrible mm-hmm. um the quality of it just every night registered really bad even though i was getting enough hours and it got really good for there for a while and then just being out of routine in general it's kind of just like been blah. well yeah we've been really busy so far these first two months we have been and i just feel like i cannot stay in a routine mm-hmm. so i was just i mean we check in with each other on it a lot and so i just wanted to check in with you too and I mean, my routine's been off a little bit, but I mean, again, it's, we've been so busy. I mean, I haven't had a chance to hardly do any personal stuff for like two months, which is, you know, my mail is stacking up and, you know, stuff at the houses. I mean, all that stuff will affect, you know, how you sleep because you're constantly like, going to bed, going, oh, I got to do all these things. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of routines I want to get back in that I just haven't done. Yeah. So I guess which ones do you think makes the biggest difference if you're well, getting I mean, back into it? I have two or three that now I just have to do i mean there's just there's just no way it's not gonna happen i'm not gonna sleep if i don't go through them which one is to like i have to sit down not in you know not in the bedroom or anything like that almost get prepared for sleep i need a good solid 30 45 minutes of like just bringing it all down you know 
going through my mind, going through it, you do my phone and everything like that. But at that time is when I put on the uh, the Felix Grey glasses, mm-hmm. the whatever they are, blue the, blocking, the blue blockers one, yeah. And that one is that one is one now that I cannot, I almost cannot do, or cannot not do whatever it is. I have to do. Can't it. not do. Yes, sure. There's a lot of can'ts and do's in there. Whatever. Um, and knots. Not, few knots. But, um, <laughs> too many. Too yeah, many negatives so you can't get it. <laughs> I have to do the Felix Grey. So, and it's it's funny. I didn't think that one would affect me as bad as it has. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing how much it, like, is keen and programming your brain to go to sleep. Yeah. And so, I mean, as long as I do that, it's just, I'll have no problem going to sleep. Staying asleep is another thing. I think my dog has been waking me up because I keep having these random times that I just wake all the way up. And I'm like, why? But whatever. Um, but, I mean, we got to go back and you go back. I mean, crazy times. I mean, like the whole TV in your bedroom or not in your bedroom. I know that's a hot thing. There's plenty of people that are just like, oh, it doesn't affect me. But, I mean, I didn't think it affected me at all. And I used to watch TV in bed all the time. I don't know if you ever did. No. I knew it didn't affect, I knew it negatively affected me growing up. My mom used to be the type of person who had the TV on and a light and had to have it on all night long and it always made my sleep suck whenever it was on. So I knew, I've always known that one has not been good for me. Let me say that's my dad. He was always like the sleep button. I mean, and his whole thing, I mean, that's what he did. I mean, you watch, you watch sleep to go to bed. And so I think it was, I can't remember, it was probably three or four years ago that I was just like, you know, I live by myself. What's the big deal? I mean, if I want to watch TV, it's right out of the living room. What's the difference of me laying on the couch than it is laying in my bed? I mean, it's not that much difference. So I was like, I'm going to try it out because so many people talk about how much difference is. But I'll tell you the key. The biggest one for me was I heard somebody talk about how it really, it's a, it's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. It, your body is, sleeping for us is such a different thing. I mean, we got to do it a third of our lives. That's how important it is. But it's, we're like the only thing that we kind of have to like put ourselves to sleep. I mean, we don't just, we don't just drop down tired when we're tired. If we did, it wouldn't be a big deal, but we have to like make it to where we go to sleep. So, I mean, what they talked about was how having the TV in there messes with your brain's ability to go, am I awake watching TV or am I asleep or am I trying to go to sleep? Yeah. And so I was like, what do I have to lose when I tried it? And it went like five days where I just didn't watch TV in my bedroom to where I moved the TV out of my bedroom. I mean, it was like that immediate. I was like, okay, yeah, we're done doing this. Yeah. I mean, they say all the time that you should really leave your room just for sleep and sex because if you're doing literally anything else in there, it does trigger your brain to, am I I awake and active here? I know. Am I awake and active here? Or, you know, am I eat, like, don't eat in bed, don't watch TV in bed, Mm -hmm. don't read in bed. A lot of people do a lot of those things, and it can does. It's supposed to confuse your brain. Mm. Okay. Still stuck on the fact that I'm supposed to have sex in my bed. Mm. <laughs> I have sex out of my bed. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> zero sex in bed. Zero sex. Yeah, I just <laughs> meh, whatever. It's for sleeping. That's not for other stuff. <laughs> no, whatever. Okay, but anyway, that was the biggest thing for me on TV in the bed. Now, you're yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, crazy. You kind of go to the extreme of the fact that you have the sound dampening, light dampening Oh, curtains. yeah. Yeah, I have the blackout curtains. I have um, 
I don't use a sound machine or anything. For a while, I had a humidifier that made a little bit of, like, white noise in the background. Um, but the new one that I have has, like, a little blue light on it, and I don't like it because it's too light in my room. <laughs> I know. See, I don't like it because me and you have that same light oh, alarm God. clock, which is awesome. It is, but the numbers on it are horrible. <laughs> right. And it's hilarious because... And they're red. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... When you got it and you, you saw it, you're kind of, oh, this is kind of bright, but it shouldn't be a problem. And then, like, that first night, you're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yeah, I almost have it mostly turned away where I can read it if I want to sit up and read it, but it's not facing my direction because I can't. I block I mine. just Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. I like the light coming on to wake me up in the mornings. But, yeah, and, I mean, I try I – try, I, I don't like cold because I don't like getting out of bed in the morning, but I've had to, like, make myself turn the temperature down to where it's cool in my bedroom um, keep it dark, keep it quiet. I keep my door closed. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a tomb. It's there pretty much a tomb. <laughs> I have no problem with the cold. Make it just cold. I don't care. I, I want to get one of those uh, cool beds or whatever where like we're literally keep my body at like sixty five degrees. I'll be perfectly happy. Uh, Which you will. Yeah, you like it. Like you'll be like, no, I need it like eighty five. No, I'd literally be sweating bullets. No, no, because like when the summertime hits, I can't sleep when it's super hot. Because I have to have at least a blanket over my stomach. My legs can be free. My arms can be free. But I need something over my stomach. I don't like feeling completely exposed, I guess. Okay. Weird, I know. Did I ever tell you about the time where I came home from a vacation? On, like, the week I came home on, like, a Saturday. It was just the way the, the flights worked or whatever. But I got home, like, Friday night or something like that. And it was July. And I walked into my house. And it was just, like, 100 degrees in there. The heater went out when I was gone. Or the air conditioner went out when I was gone. Ugh. And it was and it was weekend, so I mean I couldn't get anybody. So I had like three nights where I had to sleep in that, and it was so bad. Yeah, you just can't even sleep when you're that hot and sticky and. Gross. Well, I love people who are like, well, I just open the windows. I'm like, it was pretty much a hundred degrees outside too. That wouldn't have done anything. Well, and, and like, I did open them up. I just can't even do that, just because there's so many crickets here. Mm-hmm. The noise drives me nuts. I cannot sleep while they're chirping out there. Like, see, I get used to that. That's why it drowns out in a while. I I can't even. Yeah. Can't even. Plus, we have a neighbor down the street that they leave their dog outside, and they'll just, like, bark all night long. And I'm like, I can't do it. Hmm. I can't do it. Well, after that, I mean, other sleep stuff, I mean, we know we know diet is huge on that one. Mm-hmm. That we probably don't even notice it. But, I mean, if you're eating stuff that's going to aggravate your stomach, so, I mean, you got possible dairy, obviously all the heavy grains, and the the, nor- the traditional North American diet where you know, fast food or anything processed, the stuff you buy at store half the time and everything like that, I mean, that'll keep your system going where you may not feel it you may be asleep but you're not getting the quality sleep because it's basically keeping you active well especially if you eat late i know recently since we've been so busy it's been really easy to eat dinner late and that kills me every single time if it's after nine o'clock it's like my body doesn't have time to digest it before i go to bed mm-hmm. and falling asleep can be a struggle yeah i've heard people so much as like either if it's not three hours before i go to sleep then it's i'm not eating yeah which is hard. The other thing I've noticed is, like, my sleep, like, for January it kind of sucked, and then February was okay, but then the last couple weeks I've had a really rough time, and I think a lot of it I've felt like I've been really congested, and I don't think it's necessarily, like, the weather's been kind of up and down, so I think that's part of it, but I think part of it, too, like, I've kind of eaten a lot heavier cheese and dairy the last couple weeks, and, like, we've talked, I'm allergic to it, and it makes me who are you get congested i know harper wanted pizza one night so we got a pizza and then what's it like when you order a pizza with no cheese 
It has cheese on it. No, I just, I know you probably ordered one before. No, that's what really the only thing my entire life. Even when I didn't eat cheese back when I was a kid, I didn't eat cheese back when I was a kid, like at all. It was literally only on pizza, but it had to be pepperoni. And then that was pretty much it. Like I wouldn't touch it on anything else until I got out of college. And then my family here was all huge on cheese and I felt really bad making them like modify stuff. So I started eating it. Um, but yeah, pizza is the one thing I've never ordered without cheese on it because that would be weird. One of these days I'm going to get you a cheese with no, or a pizza with no cheese or a cheese with no pizza. That's That'll yeah, work too. I don't like it. How do you know? Because I don't like just the sauce taste. Yeah, it's good. I don't like it when it's super saucy. Yeah. No. I like extra saucy. No. It's just how I roll. Like, well, yeah. Got to break mean, an accent. You're saucy. Yeah, I'm saucy. <laughs> like being saucy. You're saucy. You like your pizza like you like yourself. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> like myself saucy that's awesome <laughs> make sure we i'm gonna need to make sure we have a nice short clip of that one like myself saucy <laughs> gotta get the accent in there too yeah saucy what else we got on sleep so i mean uh any other like little hacks that you like doing i have a couple um i think my biggest one is i can really tell when i'm not exercising particularly like going on a walk or like even short cardio, like 20 minutes of Zumba or on a short run or something like that. Because when I do those, doesn't matter what time of day it is, I sleep so much better. Well, I mean, the Mind Pump guys are huge on that one, Sal in particular, Mm -hmm. you know, walking after meals. So 20 minutes afterwards, I mean, there's a huge benefits on that for your digestive tract. But also if you are doing it, if you can get out during the day with no glasses on so the sun can get on you, I know I'm sure I'll get all kinds of things on skin cancer or whatever the heck but i mean i'm just talking like 20 minutes here just getting out it helps set your circadian rhythm so that knows when it's daytime and when it's nighttime you throw yeah. your felix rays on you're switching that over too but i mean those that walking outside is going to get you the the vitamin d and the uv that you know is going to help keep your circadian rhythms going on top of that that's a little bit of exercise to help put you in now we've talked plenty on the weight loss stuff that i mean technically they've done the the studies there where you technically lose weight by sleeping mm-hmm. re- sleeping well. Yeah. Exercise will help you sleep well. Yeah. So that's why the funny thing about it is like um, people are like, well, I got to exercise to lose weight. You're not wrong, but we get a whole thing of like burning calories. Mm-hmm. And I remember the study was great. I mean, what they do, they, they, they kept the exercise flat for everybody, but they controlled how much they slept. And that was about it. I know they could eat what they wanted. They just shorted some people and kept others. And the ones that were more sleep lost weight. The ones that were less didn't. But what they did find is that when they when you're lower on sleep, <clears throat> that you tend to go after higher sugar foods. You tend to go after more of the comfort type stuff because you're beat down. You do more of it because your body needs more energy to burn because it doesn't have the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so when you're well rested you don't reach for that second candy bar you don't reach for that second bag of chips or whatever you're doing or something like that yeah. so that's when you lose the weight yeah um i know for me too like when we get into the nicer weather and i can take a walk in the evening after dinner before bed like you know in between there i feel just so much less stressed and just getting that fresh air movement just in general maybe not even full, from a full exercise perspective is huge. Well, there's tons of couples that I recommend that to. I mean, because it's a great time to be able to set that. Mm-hmm. So you start sleeping better, so you do better with, you know, feeling better. But you also, that kind of gives you and your partner a chance to go talk about life. Yeah. I mean, because you're 
work and kids and all the other things you got going on, you don't ever have a chance to really like talk about what you're doing. So, yeah. I mean, that gives you 20 or 30 minutes to kind of catch up with each other. Yeah. That was always one of my, one of the few positive family together memories that I really have that I remember is going on family walks in the evening. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good for you. Mm-hmm. The other thing I really like on sleep and uh, Adam taught me this one um, is doing your like five by five, mm. you know? So, I mean, basically doing he i think he had i mean so it's different from morning and evening but in particular in the evening he had uh write down the the five things you want to do tomorrow Mm -hmm. and that was really great for getting that out of your brain so you just you weren't thinking about it you have it written down no problem then when you wake up in the morning you can go through a little bit of journaling which falls right in miracle morning like we talked about but so i mean you're kind of spewing out whatever was in your brain and then on top of that, then you can go, okay, here's what I am going to do today. So you can get your to-do list set up. And it may not be the same as the five you left the night before because when you wake up, you may say, no, I want to do this, this, and this. And then the other one, what did he do? He did, what, the things you were grateful for? Mm-hmm. It was like five positives from the day before. Yeah, some accomplishments. Five accomplishments that you had for that day. I think half of mine were like, I, you know, I didn't get in a car accident or something like that. And I'm not a very positive person. The... um. Yes. Thank you for the eye roll. Anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did it loud enough that the people on auto only could hear it before yeah. you even said anything. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's funny because I've actually been told most of my life I'm negative and I'm just going like, really? Okay. Um, but I mean, that one I thought was really great at kind of setting your mind frame. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're happen to do, if you're happen to incorporate that in with your miracle morning, they kind of work together because you have your affirmations and you have your other stuff like that. Yeah. And your visualizations. Yeah. With the morning stuff, too, I notice a big thing that I'm struggling with here with, like, a new work schedule and everything is waking up at the same time and going to bed at the same time, especially with how busy we've been. It's been easy to, like, go to bed a little later than meant to. And then with different stuff going on, getting up at different times in the morning versus, like, no, I'm getting up at this time every morning or mm-hmm. try to. And I think that's really hit me hard. Once I finally got into that, it's almost hard for me to do that. Yeah. It's, it's hard well, for me to sleep in now. I'm like, I know. I don't want, my body won't want, doesn't want to. Well, that's the thing is I'm like, oh, man, you know, I stay up late. I'm going to be really tired. And then when that time hits, it's like, no, I'm ready to get up even if you are tired that day. Like, I just, if you can't, you don't have any quality of sleep after that. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same as you. I mean, I've been, my sleep's been struggling so far this year. I'm just not going to get any better with everything we got going on. But, I mean... I'm going to have to make sure I make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Probably going to have to fall back into the 5 by 5 without him just to help me out a little bit and get everything going again. Um, obviously, Miracle Morning, I've got to get it where I'm like, I don't care if I only do one a minute at a time. I don't care. i got to get back into that full rhythm of everything. Yeah. And then, so otherwise, I mean, shoot, I think the other night I woke up and said, heck with this, I was craving some sugar already. I mean, I wasn't even tired. And it's like, it's craving some salt or something. I think I got up and got some yet yet. Yeah, that's what I got. It shouldn't, I should not be allowed to have that in my house. It's so good. I just eat it all the time. Yeah. Tony does great on that stuff. He makes it here in Wichita. So yeah. Good. I don't know how he does it to where, because I, I mean, I haven't really had a lot of his milder flavors because I just yeah, like, the, you love I the like the spicy stuff. But the jalapeno and the habanero both, I don't know how he can make it so spicy, but still have so much flavor in there. It's like a sweet it's and like, spicy. Yeah, I don't know like how you do it all together. complements each other, and it's just got a really robust flavor to it. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't I, know how he does it, but I've had some I love people, it. I've had people that have had the 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 mild, the chip dip or whatever, and like, oh, it's too 
ketchupy or whatever. And I'm just like, you had the wrong kind. Yeah, it's because you need to suck it up and at least get the corn dip. People love the corn dip. I can't keep that one on the shelf. No, I know. It's not my favorite. I'll, I go jalapeno all day. I know you'll rock the habanero. Yeah. I like, I, the, I, I, I like the jalapeno. I enjoy too. keeping my tongue from burning on oh fire. Oh, God. It's not even that hot. You guys are all a bunch of babies here. Literally everybody here, they're like, I'm like, you know, it's not even that bad. And they're all just like, man, I can't do it. It's too hot for me. I'm a big baby. Okay. Are we done? Are we moving off of sleep now? Yes. I actually do have a question that I wanted to ask you. Oh, what are we doing? Okay, so the other day in hitting, um, you know, we do our hitting. We're doing small group hitting right now, Thursdays and Sundays, coming into season, so we're moving down to just Sundays. But the other night, we were doing front toss, and I had a front toss group, and you and Gabby had a front toss group. I look over, and all of a sudden, you have a map over the front of the front toss screen. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is happening over, like, what is happening? Can you please explain for people what the heck you guys were doing? Sure. <laughs> I did see the look on your face of like, what are you doing over there? But Gabby's response was better than anybody's. I mean, so uh, yeah, no, I'll go through the story. So we were we were working with a kid that hasn't played very long, like picked up a bat just two months ago. Um, a little older, though. I mean, what is she, 13, 12? 13. 13. So, I mean, she's coming along pretty good. But, I mean, her swing looked fine. All things, you know, as far as mechanics-wise, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, She's out in front a little bit, but I'm just I'm, I'm over to the side trying to coach her a little bit, and I'm just like, there's nothing wrong. I can't tell you to do anything. Everything looks fine. You should be hitting the ball. And so finally, I kind of realized that, and, I'm, and I, I put her in post drive, and we I did some other things. I moved her closer, moved her back, told Gabby to throw it faster. She kept missing. She kept missing and just kept missing. And <clears throat> finally, I just yelled to Gabby. I was like, Gabby, where is she looking? And, of course, the look on Gabby's face was like, What? You know what I mean? That, that was the expression she gave was like, what? What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, no, no. Where are her eyes looking when you're throwing the ball? And she's like, she's like, I don't know. And I go, watch the next pitch. <laughs> it's hilarious because she gave me that, that answer back. Like, how would I know? I'm trying to throw a ball. But I'm off to the side, so I can't really see exactly where she's looking. And she throws the next ball. And Gabby's like, yeah, right in my eyes. And I'm like, that's what I thought. So I went back there, and luckily where we're at, they have some pitching thing, whatever, that's like a mat. So I threw the mat over, which you can't see through. It's a piece of rubber. Over the net, not covering the hole so we can pitch it or whatever. <clears throat> and I have Gabby hold it. So she's standing behind this mat, holding this mat on the on the screen. And I'm, like, reaching around, you know, like, look around. I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw it through here. So you got to look right here for the ball, right? And I'm going to let it go. And you're going to hit, but you're not going to see anything. You okay? And, you, of course, the girl was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> you just see a little, uh -huh, sure. You know, a little worried because, I mean, you should be. Well, yeah, because it's weird and different. And yeah. So then I reach in, I throw the ball, and boom, hits it, smokes it, you know. And you can see Gabby kind of look at me. <laughs> and then I throw another one. Boom, she rips it again. And Gabby's kind of looking at me like, and she goes, how, how, how did you, how did you pull that out of there? And I'm just like. Everything fundamentally was right. She wasn't looking at the ball. Yeah. And so when you eliminate all the pitcher stuff and all the crazy stuff that pitchers do and everything, you just focus on that hip where the ball is going to come out of, then you see it and you hit it. And, I mean, after that, she did pretty good. I mean, but sometimes you got to well, what's take some things out. Well, what's interesting is you and I both know a lot of kids do that. That's oh, a yeah. very common thing, especially when they're starting out. 
to not know where to focus on the ball. No, they just swing. They just swing, or they look at everything. They're taking in the whole scene, not just focusing on where it's coming from. And so we both know that's a common thing, but that's a very creative fix to try to get them to look at the right spot. I look over, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. No, I've done it before. I I suffered from it when I was younger. I mean, all the way up until 14 or something like that. I mean, I wasn't picking the ball up out of the hand, but it was amazing how much, I mean, it was night and day difference mm-hmm. as soon as I learned to do it. And that's, I can't remember who did that to me, but they did that to me. Um on baseball, it's slightly different. I mean, you can just throw the mat over, and, and, and you can still kind of see, but they can't see anything that's going on. You just throw it over the top. And that one you can kind of see. In softball, it's a little different because you kind of got to throw the mat all the way over. So you kind of got to peek, and you got to remember where it's at to be able to throw it. So it's a little tricky throwing it mm-hmm. on the softball side. But it's a great drill, especially if you want to get girls – if you can catch that girls aren't picking it up out of the hand, which I'd be willing to lean and say it's probably most of them. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a little more of a stepped-up drill, but I would say it's one you could probably bring down to a lower level because, I mean, it's not like we're doing anything crazy. It's just front toss. Yeah. And do you really need to see the pitcher and know what's going on? You really shouldn't. You should be in there ready to hit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we probably should work on maybe making it a little bit easier. I mean, I can't really have somebody holding the mat while we're throwing, you know, every single time. Yeah. So we can find something around that. Yeah. But well, and the fact that you can't see when you're throwing front toss, you really need a second coach to be off to the side to be able to, like, see what the hell's going on because you don't want to stick your face out there either well i mean you kind of peek around throw it and you get behind the mat and peek around throw it and get behind the mat i mean you're definitely not gonna be able to pick up anything on their swing but if you kind of ruled out that all the fundamentals are down yeah you really care i mean well yeah but it's nice to have a, a coach off to the side just to make sure everything else is okay sure no, maybe we could find like something that's a little more like we can clip it on somehow i don't know yeah but i mean it's a great drill yeah. Definitely for picking it up out of that. Well, there you go. If you have kids who are not picking up the ball, creative solution to fix sure. it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me a call. No. Uh, honestly, out of that whole thing, though, the look on your face was worth it. <laughs> the like, what is happening on the other end of the cage right now? Of course, the look on Gabby's face was also worth it. Of her going, how, how, how did you see that? How did you pick that out? That was hilarious. So that's good times. Give her a couple of years, and then she'll be the one picking everything out. And other, she'll be like, "Oh, this is what it's like to know what all is going on." Just gotta go through some of the problems before. And yeah. Well, that's the thing is, it's a puzzle, and once you've done so many kids to where you pick up common problems, you're like, "Okay, these are kind of some true, try and true things that I know will kind of fix this." Then you become a lot more comfortable with like, "Okay, I've ruled out this. I've ruled out this. I know this is a major. This is a major. Like, if I'm." fixing if I'm working on the hips with a kid like even if the rest of the swing is not great that's a great building block like you just kind of know the starting parts and the things to fix and what to look for and you get more comfortable with it I had a good one with a friend of mine this week that I think you'll enjoy he's asking me about different drills and he's saying well this one I use you know so that they you know in case their their shoulders flying out and they're turning off the ball or whatever and I was like yeah yeah that one will work I was like or you could just put them in a wide stance and he just looked at me like, there's no way that's going to fix that. I'm like, set yourself up. Just go ahead. Like, set yourself up in a wide stance. Now try to pull off the ball. And he's, he started falling backwards. I'm like, there yeah. you go. You can't, you just can't do it. And then he, he's like, okay, well, actually, that's interesting. I'll have to try that or whatever. I'm like, no problem. And then he did something else. I can't remember what it was. He, he's like, what about this? This one really works on that. And I'm like, yeah, again, if you put him in a wide stance. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, are you like a broken record? And I was like. Post stride all the way. Well, I mean, again, it just comes back that it just, it takes all the factors out. And you just, after that, you're just turning and hitting. 
and you try to get away from that. One, it's a solid base. Mm-hmm. And so, you, like I say, you'll fall down. But, I mean, the problem is you have to turn. If you don't turn, then everything's off kilter. So but as soon as you turn, then it's going to work. But I, it was just funny. I go, yes. He kind of looked at me really strange. I go, yes. Every kid, when they have a problem, the first thing I do is stick them in a wide stance. And he just looked at me. I'm like, fixes almost everything. And after that, if you're still having problems, then you got to work on it. Then you got to get a little more creative. But I go, almost every person can fix their issues by putting them in a wide stance. That's a bold statement. It is. I'm a I'm a bold individual. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. And I gotta get a little head nod. And I do that. <laughs> get a little puffy with your chest. Yeah, yo. too. <laughs> All right, let's see here. We got anything else going on this week? Ooh, you're working on your, uh, what are we, raw dog food? Raw dog food. I've tried it. It's not bad. No, you got it. What, what, are, we, what are we doing here? I mean, this thing's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm all for it. So, I mean, back about a year ago, we kind of entertained the idea when we were doing meal prep stuff of, like, having healthier food options for your dogs, too, that maybe some of the ingredients are crossed over with what you're making for your meal for the week. Yeah, could you meal prep for your dogs at the same time and meal prep for you? Exactly. And so at the time, we just had so much going on that I'm like, I can't tackle it. Mm. I've got too much. But I've always been intrigued by the idea and wanting to have like a balanced, more whole food diet for my pets because I know it is better because the dry dog food that we buy is not great quality. We well, know that. I mean, it's just like the human food that we buy. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily, we know whole foods and doing that kind of stuff is way better for you. Yes. Same thing for the dogs. Yes. So, I mean, it's a thing that I always kind of wanted to do, but I'm like, I just don't have time to do the research on it. Well, one of my dogs, Amber, she's only three. And last spring, she started having seizures. So she had two back to back and my doctor couldn't see her. So I had to take her to a different vet and he put her on medicine right away. And it freaked me out because seizures are really scary to see, especially when you don't know what's going on. Um, They did some blood work and minor tests and found that there just really wasn't anything concerning with her health wise that would be triggering them. No, she's just a dog that has seizures. She's just a dog. She's just epileptic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they wanted to put her on some medicine. Well, didn't she usually have them at night? Yeah. It's so weird. Okay. The whole thing's weird. But anyway, so my vet was like, well, the medicine in her blood isn't super high. She only had a couple. I'd like to take her wiener off the medicine as long as she's under once a month, seizure-wise, she should be fine because that's kind of where we want to keep them at. Some dogs just have them occasionally, and that's just a thing. So I'm like, okay, I don't want her on the medicine because it's for a lifetime, and if she doesn't have to be, and um, it's really hard on their bodies. It could take years off their life. And I'm like, well, okay, let's try it. Well, we did, and she was doing pretty good. And then in December, we had one weekend, like two in the morning, Boom, she had like seven seizures in a row within a couple hours. And it was awful because, you know, you'd get her cleaned up. You'd try to get her calmed down, like turn the lights off, keep her calm. And she'd get pacey and she'd act weird. I mean, like she just would do things that she wouldn't normally do, like jumping on me or trying to eat the kitchen towels because they smelled like food or weird stuff that would not normally be a thing that she would do. And then like a couple days later, she'd be fine. And... She'd have those seven, and then the vet's like, okay, well, you know, give her some diazepam to calm her down. It's anti-anxiety medicine. And um, she was fine. And then January hit about a month out and happened again. Middle of the night, 
about seven seizures in a row. So I'm like, okay, something is wrong. And every time she'd have one for the next couple of days after, she'd just like have accidents in the house. And I haven't had any problems with that with her for a long time. So I'm like, well, maybe it's a UTI. Well, we test her and she had a really bad UTI. So we put her on 21 days of antibiotics. I started her on raw dog food, um, kind of half that, half kibble. And she seemed so much better. Well, then we were at week five last weekend and she had three seizures within like 30 minutes. So we're going to a different vet to kind of see what other triggers she might be have going on. But I think the food has helped her a lot because, I mean, you've noticed too. I mean, you know, I see her every day, so it's hard for me, but both my dogs, you've noticed that they seem to have a difference in personality and the way that they... They just seem more lively. They I mean, do. you can see it in their eyes, you can feel it in their coat, you can just see it in how they react. I mean, they're just more present. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this can, like, help her have less of them and be in a healthier place. And it could be, too, that, you know, I mean, we've only been doing it for a month. I haven't had her on better quality food for very long. I mean, it's possible that it just hasn't kicked in fully yet or something. I don't know. I think you should make sure you don't train your dogs to have seizures. I mean, that would be really awesome if I knew how to do that because I hate it so much. And the worst thing is, is poor Harper. I have a five-year-old, and she hadn't seen any until January when she had her episode of seven of them and it freaked her out and so now she's worried about her dog all the time and having seizures because they're terrifying to watch I mean your dog's convulsing on the ground for like a minute like it's not fun by any means no and so I have one that does it all the time okay not the same <laughs> he's just super hyper he's like scout where he just like shakes oh he's just yeah he's like, energy pet me pet me pet energy for days me. yeah but again same i can't wait till we put him on that because i bet you money he gets he gets that energy back more consistently because you've noticed i mean when he's over there i mean yeah he's super hyper for about five minutes yeah. and then after that he's back to i hate to use the word lethargic but kind of a little bit lethargic where they're just beat down but i mean if you had yeah. crap running through your system all day long you probably would be too well and for you too like my dogs they eat their meal but they have to because i have multiple dogs they eat their food and then they're done your dog his food is just out and he's not like particularly like oh yeah my dinner's over here woohoo i guarantee you he wouldn't leave raw dog food out there no he would probably eat that up so fast no he does yeah. Whenever we've given him stuff, yeah, he eats it up real fast. Yeah, I like to give him, when we do our meal prep, I like to give him some raw vegetables as we're cooking, and he loves it. We're best friends. <laughs> yes, we also give him raw meat, too. That's true. We did give him some cooked liver. Yeah. He really liked that. Yeah, he ate that all week because yeah. you didn't eat yours. That's so, I wanted to like it so bad because it's so good for you, but it was just so bad. It just was not good. My body was not feeling it. Your taste buds were not feeling it. My taste buds were not feeling it. I tried so hard. I tried so hard. <laughs> so you're... Okay, so back to the dog stuff. So you're trying to work down to be able to have something that we can maybe be able to have for Tahoe and my dog and some other dogs and see what yeah. we can do. Just trying to work through all this stuff. I mean, it's a lot of things. I mean, getting some of that stuff is, like, really hard to get. Yeah, so from what I've done research-wise, you know, I mean, about 50%. Don't kill me out there. The percentage I'm still doing research. I'm still figuring out everything. But, you know, about 50% is meat, and you want to make sure you know that you don't really have much over 10 to 20% fat in it. You don't want it too fatty. And then from there, you know, you're looking at like 10% vegetables and fruit, 10% organ meat, and you want half that liver, half that other organs for a variety. 
and then you want um, 10% bones that they can actually eat. So you're looking at like chicken necks, chicken feet, wings, um, some of the non weight bearing beef bones. You like can the even ribs and stuff like that. Yeah, you can even ground them up, but you have to be careful that you don't want pieces that are like circular that could like lodge in their throat. So you have to be careful what you give them. But it's like this That'll give you a seizure. Oh my god. That'll give me a heart attack while she's choking <laughs> on a bone. But I mean you gotta have this combination um of the right proportions and then know how much per pound you're giving them. And so it's a whole planning process. But if I get it down for my dogs and it's working great for them and other people want it. I mean, if I can find the resources to have it, I don't mind sharing that with other people if they want to like come in and pay for it. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. um, if it's beneficial, I, I see value in trying to do that, especially if I have the connections for it. I mean, Matt and Michelle with Holy Cow are going to try to hook me up with their butcher and see if he'll um, cut and process like the bones and the or oh, yeah, organs on, for me. Yeah, we're working on because a that's the huge thing. I mean, they just throw a lot of those out and those are the things I want and those are going to be the hardest things to get. And so if I can get that, I mean, I can put together the vegetables and the meat part of it, but the organs and the bones are the hardest to keep the best stock of. And especially if you can get, because I mean, animals are going to be the same as with us. If you feed them corn finished meat, you're going to have better quality than maybe kibble but it's the same with like us if we go to the grocery store and buy it it's still super high in omega-6s so you're still going to see problems from inflammation with it which you can argue yeah it's your pet and you you have to decide for yourself if that's worth the extra money in the years or if you're you know because you'll pay for it eventually with medical bills I mean it's just how that kind of usually ends up working out um not as a guilt trip or anything, but it's just one of those, like, the quality makes a difference. And so if I can get pasture-finished organs and bones and meat and have it all together, that's going to be the highest quality you can give to your pets. And for someone who wants their pet to have that in really good quality food like they do for themselves, that could be an option for them. I just love how you said it correctly, the pasture finished, because I've had so many people that are like, oh, yeah, I do, I do grass-fed. I bought it at the store. And I'm like, that you know, common misconception. You know, every cow technically at some point in time was did feed on grass. Yeah. It's like the, the only thing that matters is basically what, like the last two to three weeks of where they're finished on. Yeah. Because then they throw them. You can feed them grass their entire lives, throw them on the grain for two weeks, and they'll double in size, and that's when they send them off to the butcher. But all the, the thing you get on that is you're getting all those omega-6s as opposed to omega-3s. Yeah. And all the inflammatory responses from it. So, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. I and mean, you know that's not going to help any living organism that's looking to get the meat for all the proteins and the stuff they're looking for out of that. Yeah. And, I mean, you're looking at animals that in the wild would eat other animals from the wild that aren't eating corn. I mean, maybe some here that eat off cornfields now, but like back before we had cornfields everywhere, they that's not a common thing in their diet. Well, corn's a really good vegetable. I don't know why you're against it. It's not a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> not in the world of nutrition. <laughs> it's a starch. <laughs> starch count vegetables, right? Potatoes? No. Potatoes and corn are not a vegetable. They grow on the ground, right? Grow on the ground. It's like a vegetable. Yeah, pretty yeah. sure wheat grows in the ground and it's not a vegetable. Okay, whatever. I, I, wheat isn't? No. When was the last time you just ate wheat? 
I mean, I don't think I've ever just eaten wheat, but I'm not like, ooh, bread, my vegetable for the day. Ooh, I've done that before. <laughs> it did not go well, but I've done it before. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's about it. We've talked way too long because that's how mm-hmm. we go, but yeah. I think we'll call it a good day. See you guys later. Have a good one. Yeah. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Thank you for watching. Kate in Nevada, hope you've enjoyed this show and found it useful and empowering. If you have any questions or comments, please contact them at kinetics.com. That's K-N-E-T-I-C-X.com. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And please write a review of the show. Kate and Nevada appreciate hearing the feedback, and they welcome your reviews and your word of mouth will help others learn how to feel better and be better.